Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with David O'Leary. He's a financial analyst. He's a consultant. He's a great conversationalist, has a great sense of humor. And we we talk about a pretty serious uh, uh, issue, topic, and the, uh, the, the finances. We talk about money. Uh, we, I suppose, talk a tiny bit about politics and worldview and so on. But really, this is about investing. This is about the future. This is about doing what you can right now during this COVID crisis, but it's also about, I think, uh, and I think David would agree here, it's about developing good habits, better habits, I suppose, uh, when it comes to things like budgeting and, and thinking about the future and about asking the right questions. And, and as David will say about, you know, kind of pushing back against those um, cultural taboos where, where we don't talk about things like you know, like money and, and religion and, and so on. So so this is about community. It's about relationships. And it's about so much more than just managing the COVID crisis and the fear and the uncertainty, because we get into that as well. This is about the future. It's about stepping into it and about choice and responsibility. So listen in, lots of good stuff there. Kindwealth.ca is the name of the company that uh, David has. And he uh, has a... a a piece that was in the Globe, the Toronto Globe and Mail uh, recently that you're going to want to find as well and, and look to the bio, look to Face to Face Live for that link. And it's a great article about a group of investors. He put out this tweet and a bunch of people responded, these investors who said they were willing to donate their time to give people who needed it uh, financial advice and uh, an opportunity that, to create a space where they could just have a conversation around the way things are and, and, and not just about investing, but about how to manage what's currently going on because investing presupposes that you have, you know, resources and money to invest. So, so listen in, uh, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we had, we had some fun as well. And really, uh, this is one of those great conversations where we barely scratched the surface and there's probably, uh, so many questions you're going to have, uh, reach out to them, uh, kindwealth.ca and, and, uh, I'm hoping he's coming back. And, uh, David, if you're listening to this, 
this. Let's uh, let's book a part two in the not so distant future. Don't forget davidpacklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking and uh, also about uh, my book, Real Change is Incremental. You can get a copy of that on Amazon. I would love for you to do that and then leave a review. And also, don't forget face-to-facelive.ca. By the time you hear this, we'll be beyond 500 interviews. We've got so many conversations about great film and with philosophers and so on. I mean, we're we're focusing more and more on film all the time. But uh, we, we, we have conversations with cooks and comedians and you name it. We've uh, we've had a conversation with them. And, and please check us out there. Sign up for the newsletter. We'd appreciate that. If you can support us through Patreon, that would be amazing. And if you can't do that... Don't forget, you can always leave a review if you like what we're doing here on iTunes. In fact, I would really appreciate it. No cost involved, a little bit of time. Leave us an iTunes review. We're going to be starting a, uh, a contest soon to, to to get more reviews, and I'm not sure what to do. If you've got ideas about about what I could do to to motivate people to uh, you know to put an iTunes review online for us, we'd appreciate it. Social mediation is the key, and getting uh, a little noisy about face to face would be great. So send uh, sign up for our newsletter, send it to your friends and family, tweet about us, and uh, also you can advertise with us as well. Newsletter, banner ads, shoutouts, etc. And don't forget to, I also appear uh, at rabble.ca, their uh, platform that I am on and have been on for quite a few years, uh, News for the Rest of Us, and a lot of other podcasters there, and journalists and bloggers uh, talking about things that matter. So stay tuned. Coming right up from Kind Wealth, that's kindwealth.ca, David O'Leary. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest today. Actually, you know what? Our guest today, I've been I've been hoping to have on for quite some time. Uh, it's to talk about something that 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 uh, interests most of us. We're we're, we're going to talk about money today, and I think we're going to talk about COVID and the implications and about a whole lot of everything. David O'Leary is here from from a company called Kind Wealth to talk to us today about some of these things. David, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's uh, honestly you and I have been back and forth for for what a year and a half maybe yeah. saying oh what days we're going to do this podcast and and, and here uh, it is. I had <laughs> And here it is. Here it is. And I'd love to say it actually is face to face, but 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 at least we're digitally present, right? right? As, as yeah. face-to-face as we can be in the circle. As face-to-face as we can be. Yeah, exactly. So so you've had a little bit of uh, press of late, and I'd love to hear more about that. I was uh, thrilled uh, to see the piece in the Globe and Mail, the Toronto Globe and Mail, for, for those of you who are interested, an article just a couple of weeks ago. I'd love to talk a little bit about that and, and, and why that article even came out. Great photo, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very you serious. Looking for you or what? <laughs> Very Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My next film coming soon right. to a theater near you. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not coming soon to a theater near you. I've heard that AMC is potentially filing for bankruptcy oh, in the U.S. Yeah. Wow, what a nightmare, right? Dark. Talk about dark houses. They yeah. truly are dark. Well, it's a nice. It's a nice sort of segue into that. That whole very complicated place that we find ourselves in. I mean, what, what is it? 82 billion in, in relief from the Canadian government, at least 500,000 and upwards on unemployment insurance. And, and that's growing all the time. Um, tell us a little bit about, I guess, the, the, the article and where we find ourselves and why kind wealth matters right now. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's a lot to, to take 20 yeah, minutes. I might take a bite at a time here. Um, yeah, I mean, so the article was was uh, talking about the um, an initiative uh, we started at Kind Wealth, um, maybe a month and a bit ago now, um, okay. and it was uh, essentially, you know, I, I was sitting around, uh, kind of reeling from everything that was going on, and my wife and I had just had a pretty detailed frank conversation about our finances uh in light of you know what was going on in the world around us um and you know i'm an entrepreneur running a, a small startup uh which you know uh, for anybody who's been in those positions is not uh paying uh paying a big uh, a salary and uh my wife uh, works for uh and i a nonprofit um at 80 percent capacity and we have two young girls at home anyway you know so we're not the we're not in the worst uh position you can imagine we're not the most financially vulnerable but we're also not uh so financially independent that we don't have to worry when things like this happen and so we had a, just a a real you know frank conversation around okay what's going to happen what if you know she were laid off from her job what if my, my business fails because people don't want to you know pay to talk to a financial planner and um and so for me it, I, I kind of operate with the philosophy hope for the best and expect the worst and i find that right. often brings me a lot of um, hopeful hopeful cynic you and i would probably share a similar worldview yeah 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 it's just so for me when i know what when i've anticipated what the worst case scenario is and how i would handle it it just brings me a lot of peace of mind um so that i can sort of let go of some of the stress and then just focus on being constructive. And anyway, the result of that conversation was, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, we felt like, okay, good. We've got a plan. Worst case scenario, we know what we're going to do and we are, we're not going to be out on the streets. And that's partly just a function of we're privileged enough that, to, to be in that financial position. Um, but also just came from, you know, I have an understanding of, you know, finances and money and how to, some of the basic calculations we need to be thinking about and how to sort of structure the decision-making and aware of what financial relief was coming from the government and what we'd be eligible. Cause I, I need to follow that closely anyway for work. And I thought to myself, you know, this is a, I, I take for granted sometimes the, the knowledge and expertise and frame the frameworks, the mental kind of frameworks that you have as a financial planner and advisor and being used to working with money that, you know, you take for granted that a lot of people don't necessarily have that same, um, skill set, the same ability, the same awareness, knowledge. And so after I felt like we were going to be okay, you kind of look around when the shit hits the fan and start thinking, you know, who else is struggling here and who else can't keep their head above water and how do, how do we help? And so I started, I just carved a day a week out of my schedule to um, offer pro bono financial consultations and essentially kind of walk people through the same thing that my wife and I went through and thinking, you know, how are we going to get through this? And and whatever the, whatever your financial concerns are, whatever your situation is, there's an hour you can sit down and talk to somebody who can give you, you know, be a non-judgmental ear to listen, to give you some information around what relief is available and if they're eligible and when they could expect to receive it and bounce ideas off of and sure. not to tell them what to do, but just to be a sounding board, you know? Someone, someone to commiserate with. I mean, I would imagine there's a whole uh, a ton of fear. I mean, I spent the morning digging a hole where I'm going to be burying all my gold bullion. So, I mean, there's right. right. I mean, and there's a there's a obviously a huge joke there. But at the same time, there's got to be folks thinking that way, right? I mean, what what do I need to do right now? And and these are questions that we should, I suppose, at a certain time in our life, be asking all the time. How do we how do we plan for the future? How do we plan for our kids? How do we get food on the table if it's if 
it's extreme. And, and for a lot of folks, it is actually quite extreme, right? It's, it's paycheck to paycheck. And so, so we find ourselves in a pretty vulnerable space. So just being able to commiserate has got to be, and to commiserate with a pro, yeah. has got to be pretty um, helpful, I would think, and pretty rewarding. Yeah, and and even aside from the you know it being a pro, just like you know, not many people have somebody in their life because of the sort of cultural taboos we have around money, right? You don't talk about religion, politics, and money, and it's a healthy attitude to have. But that that is how we're all raised, right? And so most people don't have somebody in their life where they can have a conversation. Um, you know, an objective conversation about money that isn't emotionally charged or or coming with emotional baggage. Right. Where most people's partners, right? They're they're bringing all sorts of their own money, a their money baggage and their relationship baggage into that conversation. And so, even though even if it were, I wasn't an expert in 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 you know investments and finance, personal finance. Just having somebody who's an objective third party who is an emotionally charged partner in that conversation is valuable. Never mind also having a professional. So yeah, I think there's a lot of value in it. So, so should I be investing in gold? Like, I mean, I, I joked around about it, but I mean, what, what are some of the things that, 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 that people should, should be thinking about right now? Some of those critical things. Oh, and just before you answer that, the, so, and, and you said on a really interesting sort of social media note, you sent out a tweet basically and said, Hey, I'm doing this. Is anyone else out there that would want to come alongside? And you got a great response. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So I was just going to bring that up. I'm glad you 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 raised it. So and then we yeah, can, we then had, we can talk about all my gold. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we had I had I, immediately something like ten planners sort of just respond very quickly saying, "Hey, that's a really awesome. great idea. I hadn't thought about that. Can I help?" And so I now have eighteen financial planners on the website. Um, so if, any, if anybody's curious and wants to, you know get some help if they're struggling financially right now, if you're worried, stressed, it's uh, kindwealth.ca slash coronavirus dash response. Um, and so there's 18 financial advisors or planners or professionals up there. There's a whole range of people with different backgrounds and specializations. There's a couple of um, uh, Americans who are on there as well that can that can help um, for anybody who's listening from the U.S. We have, we have quite a few listeners in the U.S., yeah. so that's cool. And that's then, awesome. uh, and I've got probably ten to fifteen more who are on deck, and we just have we've had sixty people come through and book pro bono consults, and so that eighteen planners that we have and advisors up there can help can handle that demand. What I'm trying to do is I've got these 15 extra on deck so that if demand, you know, I'm trying to spread the word. Most people just don't know where they're offering this. And so if we can get more right, demand, right. I'll add on more advisors to help take care of it. Right. And, and, but, but the demand has been relatively high, has it? Well, so we've had 60 people come through. So, I mean, I, wow. I don't know how you, if you measure that high. I mean, I think it's to me, like it's a good number of people, but like there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are very financially stressed right now. And oh, I think ninety nine point nine percent of them don't know oh, where to find us, <laughs> David. On a certain level, I mean that that's something. I mean, what 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 are the, the? I mean, we could do a quick Google search and find this out. It's so funny sometimes. I'm you ever in a conversation where people are like, "Who is that guy again? What's his name?" He starred in that movie, and we you know we all have we could fire missiles from our hands right, right. with our with our devices. And anyway, we could find the list right away pretty quickly. What are those high stressors? It's 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 marriage. It's it's broken marriages. It's deaths. It's divorces. It's uh, covered that one already. It's it's new jobs or loss of a job. 
and, and financial issues, right? Or yeah, they're, they're at the very... best of times. At the best of times, were pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the, 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 your money worries and concerns are usually tied to life events: having kids, getting married, getting separated, getting fired, starting a new job, uh, changing careers, starting a new business, uh, moving. Whatever those things are, you know, often come with financial implications. Now, those aren't the only things. I mean, just financial financial vulnerability. So, you know, income under a certain level. And come up to a certain level, you're you know, over above in a certain level to meet your basic needs, and and it doesn't money doesn't solve any problems for you, but below a certain threshold, it certainly does. And there's a high link between right like financial vulnerability being low, very very low income, not being able to meet your basic needs, and the well, and the stress that places on you, and the and the and how much that stress compromises your ability to make good decisions. So so you and I right know this from the the ingo world. Where, where we both spent some time and, and, you know, people in developing countries face so much pressure and stress on an ongoing basis. It's pretty well documented how that, um, that stress compromises your ability to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see it in my own life when I'm under pressure, I make much worse decisions. <laughs> Right, and the impl the implications are, are are cumulative, right? They're they're they're, they're uh, it's like kind of climbing a ladder or digging a hole, I suppose, depending on 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 where you stand in your worldview. Hundred percent. So, what are some of the things that that folks can be doing or, or or should be doing right now? You know, I joked about the gold. Um, you know, putting putting money aside. I mean, there's got to be folks out there they're thinking about that. To you know. Uh, is it, is it about if I've got the opportunity or the ability? I've, I have a friend who does a lot of work in Cambodia and just recently posted this big piece of land, uh, a Cambodian friend of mine who wants to sell that. And I'm thinking probably not the best mm -hmm. time to buy a piece of land in Cambodia. Right. But, but maybe, but you know, and that's an extreme example, but maybe it's the best time, you right. know, or, or is this about hunkering down and, 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 and scraping by? Well, uh, so, I mean, if, uh, I'll answer a few different ways. I mean, it, even that self, the, that itself, like if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, what should I be investing in? That That's a, a place of remarkable privilege and there's nothing privilege, yep. wrong with it. Um, it's one, it's wonderful that you're in a position where you can think about, I've got some money sure. outside. You know, there's, say most Canadians aren't in that position. Um, this is a bit of the problem that I, why I set up kind wealth. And one of the issues I have with the way financial advice is structured in this, in this country is that you, you pay for it as a percentage of the investments that you make. So your advisor takes mm. a, a percentage cut from your investments and that's how they get paid. And so when the reason, you know, if, if that's how they get paid, then they're all going to focus on just serving the wealthiest Canadians. Cause that's who pays the, the pays highest the most. fees. Right. But, uh, but there's, you know, a whole it's quite kind clever, of right? Cause they, I never actually get to. I mean, I can ask about those fees, but I never really see them, right? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 opaque for a reason. They don't want you to yeah, be aware of them yeah. and out of, out of mind. Yeah, I'm not being invoiced monthly. Yeah, yeah. so that's and whereas we do that, we we charge flat fees and we invoice monthly. And this is not a to get into a oh, kind wealth is holier than thou. It's just a like it's it's a big problem, and right. and a lot of Canadians don't even have enough that extra cash flow around that they even have the luxury of making a decision about whether gold is a good investment or not. So for those people, I would say like, you know, and I think for a lot of us, the vast majority of Canadians, the, the issue is like, just, am I going to be able to make it through these next whatever right. number of months? Sure. And the part of the problem is we don't know how long the, we're, this is going to last. 
Um, so it makes it hard to plan. So what, one, one of the things we, we help people with, and I will get to talking about investing because, you know, that is a concern for a lot of people too. Um, but, but for the most basic, but again, though, it presupposes you have something to invest. Yeah. And, and listen, there are Canadians who do, and there are, we, those are some of the questions that I get from, from people. So I'm happy to answer that, but the, where we're, we're also getting a lot of questions around just, am I going to be able to, you know, pay my rent and my, or my mortgage. So, so that there, we're just looking at, okay, so like what, what, like figure out what your burn rate is. So if you haven't done a budget before, do a budget. If you've done a budget before, do it again, because what you're trying to do is like financial triage, right? Which is, Mm. so here's my income. I know what that is. And it's either up or, you know, it's probably maybe down or maybe it's the same if you're lucky and it hasn't been impacted. And then here are my expenses. And what you're trying to do is like, what's a want and what's a need out of all my expenses? What are things that I can't stop paying? And what are things that I can stop paying? And if you've done a budget before, and you've been through that exercise of like, oh, what's a want and a need, do it again, because what felt like a need right. two months ago may it's not changed. feel like a need anymore. Um, and there may be things you can cut out of your budget. So really what you want to do is is cut as much as you can, you know, and you're going to make some decisions around. There will be some gray area where like, well, I technically don't need this, but boy, I really don't want to have to cut this. So like figure out what your burn rate is. So I've got this much in income. I've got this much in expenses. If I keep these two extra things that I want to have, my Netflix and my my whatever, my internet, high speed internet cable because I hate having slow internet connection, whatever. Um, and what's your burn rate? What does it do if you if you cut out those extra things to your burn mm. rate? If it's going to buy you, you know, two extra weeks, you know, who maybe you don't care, maybe you're willing to just like continue paying for those things. But if it's going to buy you three extra months, you know, of uh, before you run out of money maybe you think about doing that for a little bit, you know? Um, so figuring out what your burn so rate. Very, very basic, very practical. Yeah, just, just get like, those numbers down on a, on a, on a, either scribble them down on a piece of paper or get them into an Excel spreadsheet ASAP. Yeah. And then, and then, so then, the, so like, uh, and what we're trying to do is look at like, so uh, the things that you can't avoid. So with your mortgage or your rent, like have you gone to talk to your landlord or your bank or whatever about what options you have? And so that's a, mm. a moving Lots of stuff is changing on that front. Um, and and then knowing like, here are these other items. I don't want to cut them yet, but I will cut them if things stay bad. You know, So now you've got like, right. I know how long I can last, assuming nothing changes, assuming the worst case scenario, right? Like you're not going to get any more relief from the government. You're not getting, and then you can start. So I know like, hey, I can last at least another year or I can last four months or whatever that is. And then you say, okay, what opportunities do I have to change these things? So bring in some income, and and so that's highly personal. Everybody's opportunity to bring in income is going to be different. What if the government offers more relief? Um, what if there are you know low interest loans available to help me bridge the gap? Can I go to a family member? So now we're just helping them think through what options mm. they have. Mm. And so now they're just starting to get a sense of like okay, like the uncertainty of it's more scary than most often than oh here's the reality and here's what right. and I've got some Good. actionable things I can do. Yeah, so it's it's about stepping in. It's about taking some responsibility, and responsibility may not even be the right word, but it's about just being. It's just about taking action, and, and instead of procrastinating, saying this may not be quite as bad as it looks. Yeah, my my inclination when I don't like something, it, I think this is true for a lot of people, is I don't want to look at it. I, I, I that's right. It. I, exactly. Oh I, yeah. Don't don't don't. I don't want to see the thing that's causing me this discomfort and making me feel <laughs> awful. It's true. And it's so true. burying your head in the sand is the worst thing to do. And so we just help people kind of, they have to take the first step though in book time with us. 
What about what about the social assistance and 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 uh, the eighty two billion? I think was the number that I saw recently, and it's in the trillions. I think now in the U.S. and I would imagine financial principles for the most part are f- quite similar. Yeah. You know, for for the human race, right? For what seven and a half billion of us, um, and and but but obviously different uh, different factors, I guess, and different. Uh, but but the tools in the toolbox largely would be the same. It seems to me. But tell me if I'm way off, uh, way out of base. Where uh, between? Offline. Sorry. Well, just you know, from you know, it's about it's you know, it's that, that wealthy barber approach sort of you know kind of applies across the board. You know, it's about like your line burn rate it's about expenses it's about what you're bringing in it's about looking for opportunities it's about being wise right i mean that's kind of across the board isn't it yeah that's not a canadian thing that's not an american thing or a or a or a cambodian thing or a, a british thing that's yeah. that's pretty much yeah no that's that's exactly right like i was helping i had a pro bono consult with somebody last week who is uh american she's in chicago and so i i didn't i wasn't able to give her a whole lot of advice and about what type of financial relief was coming from the U.S. government. I'm familiar with the broad strokes, but not who who exactly is eligible and how long it's going to take and all that. And as it turns out, she knew a lot of that. But but the basic principles we were talking about applied no matter where you are in what country. Uh, so what about the investing side? Is, do you want yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Go there. So um, here's the thing. There is literally no one on the planet who has any idea about what you should do with your investments right now in terms of like what will like if you're if you're expecting like hey what's going to be the best thing for me to invest in the the answer is nobody has any idea and there's i'll say two things on that front one is even if it were true that finance professionals had some sort of crystal ball and could you know because they followed the markets and because they were so smart and educated in in investments that they could predict you know what was going to they could they could tell what investments were going to go up and down and when um they which a i will dispute you know i would dispute but even if that were true the scientists don't understand the virus and so to the extent that we can't figure out the virus David, know I, the, the health impacts are going to look like and how long we're going to be locked down there's no economist and no you. investor in the world who can then predict what's going to happen to the markets because you don't know what's going to happen to the virus but beyond just the you know the unpredictability of the virus is the fact that there are no invest like investing is not about predicting exactly what's D- going to happen. David, can, sorry, yeah. man, I'm I've lost you for some reason. You're coming in and out. Oh, weird. Uh, and yeah, it is weird. And now we're back live. It just it actually just uh, went out to a little yellow box. I've never seen it oh, before. Weird. Okay. And then it just came back with a green box and said reconnected. So what I might do is, if you don't mind. I might get you just to step back in and say, I'm going to talk about, inv- or let me talk you about investing ask the investment now. question, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so give me one sec here. So it's, so tell me a, a bit more about, you know, if I do have some of that gold, if I do have some money to invest, I mean, are, are there better decisions to be making now than, 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 than before, you know, are there opportunities or should I just sit, uh, what, 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 what are you telling people or is it probably different for, for every context? Yeah. I mean, I think there are strategies and things you can be thinking about tactics or strategies you can take. Um, but you know, if the question is what's good, what, what can I invest in that's going to do well? Or how can I, what can I take my money out of so that I don't lose money? You know, the short answer is literally nobody knows. Um, right. There's not an investment professional in the world who can tell you. Um, and that's because, you know, we don't understand 
well, there's two reasons for that. One is that's just not what investors do anyway. Um, but, but even if they could somehow magically predict because they were so smart and so knowledgeable of investments, they could predict what was going to do well and, and when and was going to do well or not. Yeah, you know, we don't understand the virus. And so we don't know how bad things are going to get from a health perspective. We don't know how last how long it's going to last, how long it's going to take for a vaccine, how long the economy will have to be shut down, and when it does get restarted, if it magically restarts or it's been, you know, severely compromised. Um and so, you know, sort of give up any sort of hopes or thoughts of like, oh, I'm gonna try to play this or or, or game it or or try to make moves you know in and out to 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 make the most of it um now that being said it doesn't mean to say that there aren't things that you should be thinking about and doing when it comes to to investment so you know the question about you know should i be buying gold bullion that that i i put in the category of you know if you're saying that because you know you think the markets are going to continue to fall they might but they might not they might rebound <laughs> um and usually gold is seen as a store of value, right? So when the market's falling right. apart, gold holds its value, it tends to do very well in those periods. But if we had a you know rapid turnaround and things got better, gold would probably do poorly because it, it would give up some of the gains that it's made as a result of all this uncertainty. Um so so I kind of place that in the in the category of, you know, sort of time market timing. Um and I would call that sort of closer to gambling. Because you just don't, <laughs> right. you just don't know, and nobody does. You're not, you're not going to believe this, but I, my pen just ran out, and I take copious notes usually when I'm interviewing folks, and I, I had found a pile of stuff from a trip that I did about four years ago, and I am writing with a Rio Las Vegas pen, right oh. now, <laughs> just for, just for the record. That's great. So, that's hysterical. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah. It. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yeah, because right. I mean, and I, I'd love to talk a little bit about that 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 uncertainty and and i mean that's there all the time there's always that dice roll to some degree i suppose right you buy a house today oh i should have waited six months or do you sell it today oh gee why didn't we sell a year ago right yeah. so covid or no covid right so yeah. there's there's certain sort of and i think that's what i was trying to get to with that question about those certain sort of not standard principles but approaches i guess wise approaches to to managing your money um yeah is there do you have any like any thoughts about the is it just sort of you know what we don't know it is deeply uncertain uh seek some comfort in community you know reach out to kind wealth i mean are those some of the the the, the pieces of advice that would you say that are like uber practical right now yeah i mean i would say this if you've got so, so i would just maybe delineate between those who have money sitting around to to invest and they have Mm. don't have it already invested but they they could versus those who are already fully invested and now they're just worried right. about like what do i do with my investments so let's take the the former we've got some additional money to invest should i take advantage of it um and i'd say yeah i mean you certainly can um the markets have been very volatile so you know two weeks ago they were kind of they'd hit their their bottom uh the the that following week they rebounded 30 percent and and last week they were um they were up a little further i think i depends on the exact days you're looking at, but um, the markets, essentially the markets fell and they've rebounded a fair bit. And so the question is, I don't know. I mean, is now the better time or is two weeks from now going to be better than today? Um, I think the only, that's what, that's the gambling part. So you don't try to time and say, cause no one can tell you, like I have no better knowledge of whether two weeks is going to be a better time to invest than today or a month from now or two months from now. 
So all you can do is, is say, hey, I've got this money to invest. And if you don't need it for, I would say you need a minimum time horizon of, I'd call it kind of five years and maybe it's six, seven, mm. eight, 10 years. I, right. Like the longer right. you have to invest before you need to take that money out, the better I'd feel about saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead and get invested. Right. Um, because right. the markets can stay down for a long time. Sometimes the markets rebound really quickly and maybe that'll happen here. But just because you know that we rebounded fairly quickly from the 2008 crisis, the financial uh, collapse, um, th- there's no reason to believe that this one has to rebound as quickly. We've seen periods historically where the markets have been down for as long as a decade. So I'm hopeful that doesn't happen here. It's not the normal sort of turnaround time, but it's certainly possible. And this is what we're going through is unprecedented. So that's why I kind it's of say five years is is kind of the minimum I would say you'd need to have. If you need that money in a year from now, two years from now, don't don't bother. You don't have the time horizon. That that you might as well just go to the casino and gamble that money. Right, right. You right, don't have the yeah. time. You don't have the time to wait for the markets to rebound. If, if you need so, to use, if you need to take the money out because you're buying a house or you're whatever you're right. paying an education, off or whatever. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the unprecedented, it's almost becoming cliche, right? To say we've never seen this before. This is unprecedented. I mean, it's not only is it cliche, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Um, but at the same time, um, we still need to kind of live our lives and we need to act and we need to sleep and we need to spend time with others. Where does, where does trust come into this for you? I mean, I know trust in your financial advisor seems to me to be something that, you know, you just, it's kind of presupposed, I think, but probably maybe um not always there whoa boy we can trust that we can take from a different a lot of different angles too i mean tr- i mean so one aspect of trust and this wasn't necessarily where we're going with it but like to take there the 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 dooms sort of yes. people are thinking about a doomsday scenarios and say you have to have some basic trust and faith that the world is not going to work collapse and descend into anarchy and we reach an end of day scenario if, if, right. if that's what you're worried about, and, and there's no reason to say you shouldn't be, you know, everyone's going to have their different views and be concerns, but we have to just operate when we're talking about investing in our finances and money under the assumption that the world is not going to fall apart. If it does, then we've got right. much bigger problems. So in terms <laughs> right. of investment, that's right. why I say right. like, if you've got a long time time horizon, I have, I'm almost absolute, I would say I'm almost, I'm as close as I could be to certain that the market in 15 years from now is going to be way higher right. than it is now. Right. Maybe it's right. 10 years, it will be way higher or five years, but the shorter that time frame is the less I'm confident that the market will have rebounded by then. Cause you know, the markets go up over time, but that's, you know, there's a lot of volatility in the, in the interim. So um, and trust as well from a financial advisor perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, having trust and faith that there's somebody that can give you advice that you can feel good about. Um, that you know, you know, they've got your best interests at heart. I mean, that's at the heart of what kind wealth is, and why we pursue a, a pricing mm-hmm. model that doesn't take a percentage of assets, but we charge people flat fees because we don't we don't collect any kickbacks or commissions from any financial products. And so, when we tell somebody we think they should do X, Y, or Z, that person has no doubt that we're that 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 um, we're telling them that because we think it's in their best interest. Because the only source of our income is from the, our clients who pay us for our advice, not because we get a, a kickback from a, a bank or an insurance company or some other financial services provider for, for selling them up, for selling our clients a product. So trust is really important um, with, your, with your advisor. 
Well, I think I think that's what I was trying to get to, David, was this idea that if you are in a position where either you can't sort of move or you, you know, because you don't have the money and your burn rate is high, et cetera, et cetera, um, what you do need, though, is a community and yeah. you need someone. You need someone to say, hey, I don't know what the heck's going on. It may not be your partner. It may not be your kids. It may not even be your closest friend. It might actually be somebody like one of the 18 advisors that you've got that you can actually build a rapport with and eventually uh, uh, some sort of, uh, you know, a client kind of relationship down the road that says uh, that that's going to make more sense, you know, from an investing perspective. But for the time being, it's about, holy smokes, I just got to rein it in a little bit here because the world's not ending, or at least I don't think it is. Yeah. Don't need to build the bunker out back. Don't need to bury the gold just need some perspective. And I think that's what's so beautiful. And that's what was so wonderful about the Globe piece, by the way. What was the date on that? If people want to find that Globe article. Um, It was was like late March. But if you search Globe and Mail, David O'Leary, you know what, folks, we'll have a link for you uh, in the bio on Face to Face as well. And and maybe David's even going to, I don't know if you'll post the interview on your site, kindwealth.ca, but but you can find out more information there about David and the work he's doing. But yeah, I think, David, that's what I was trying to get to was this sense of relationship, the sense of, you know, what's your circle, right? Who, who, who are you going to build that rapport with, you know, calling back to your earlier comment about a lot of folks don't have that space, you know, where they can talk without the emotional baggage attached to finances. Yeah. You right. Know, on, on that and note, that's I would, so important. Yeah. And just on that note, I would say like, if, if, you know, this isn't like a plug for kind wealth, go find somebody in your in your mm. community, your neighborhood, your neighbor down the street. Like if there's somebody, a friend that you can trust where like, again, we've got these cultural taboos around money where we don't talk about our income yes. and how much we're worth. It's, so true. it's just like it's so unhealthy. Who cares? I mean, if you do and you're, you won't, don't want to get over that cultural taboo, fine, don't. But I tell you, it's a lot easier when you can open up and start talking to somebody. It doesn't mean you have to go advertising your personal financial information to the whole world. But if you can open up to somebody you trust who can open up with you and you can treat each other as a resource to be that sounding board, to be somebody who can call you on your own you know, bullshit or when you're you know, telling yourself stories, it's so valuable. Even just like having it, being able to like process what's happening and what you're experiencing and feeling out loud to somebody yeah. is valuable. Yeah. Yeah, the ability to process, the ability to commiserate and to say, oh, you're, even if you don't go, aha, you're going through it too, there is comfort to be found in that. And I think there's, there's wisdom and, and ideas come out of that as well, 100%. right? New, new ways of thinking, new ways of approaching this. And, and we're in, and, and I think what's so, for me, what's so healthy about that, we have uh, some neighbors uh, just like kitty corner to us. And it seems now over the last several weeks, they, you know, they've been kind of having their six, eight of them, they're a little bit of their lawn party. You know, and they're all yeah. like six, eight, eight feet apart. I don't know how they're having conversations, <laughs> but it's yeah, kind of right. chilly out there and we're going out for a dog walk and it's, it's quite lovely in its own way. And they're, they're, they're still building that community together. And that's, that's, that's gotta be where we're heading in the hopefully not so distant future. But what I love about what you've done with Kind Wealth is you're doing it digitally, you're reaching out and people have responded. And I think that says there's a need, but, and I hope people will hear, you know, some of your thoughts and your insights today and say, okay, I, I need to step in. Like you said, reach out to you guys, but, but maybe it's, it's somebody else. But the important part of the, I, the important takeaway for me is share, break down those taboos and, and step in, right? Take, take some, not, you're not, you're not asking people to take financial risk. It's a relational one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's so much value to be had. And I'll just say, you know, 
I, so I'm, I was just a big believer that we like, even the people like me in particular, who's, you know, from the, from the, to the outside world, like I am a financial, I am a financial professional. That's how I hold myself. Up. That's my work, my job, my company is that. And so I am the type of person where I think other people would look in from the outside and go, Oh, well, there's somebody who just like has it all together. They know what they're doing. Right. And you've got this, you create this, like, um, in, in a lot of us, we feel like, Oh, I'm in like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, I yeah, don't have it together. Everybody else right. has it together. And and people like me probably make others feel like that more than, more than most. And, and so it's important. I've, I've taken it on actually. I've just finished writing a piece. that's going to be in, uh, uh, on Friday published, um, on lowestrates.ca. It's called the financially naked series. And mm. I, I wrote all about, um, I, I claimed a bankruptcy at 20, three years old because I had borrowed a whole ton of money in the late 1990s and early 2000s to invest. And, um, and it blew up in the, in the internet bubble of uh, 2001 to 2003 when that whole market fell apart. And I talk about it for the first time, this is the first time I've really talked about it since wow. that all happened. Cause I was ashamed and embarrassed of, right, of that. Of and, um, and I think it's, it's important for people like me, financial professionals and investment professionals to, admit our failures and our emotions and our insecurities around money because it helps everyone else. Like if everyone else, like if everyone else looks around and goes, Oh, everyone else has got it together but me. And we're all thinking that it's so unfortunate because we're all feeling awful about ourselves because no one wants to let down their guard and let people know that, Oh, I, maybe I'm not perfect either. And I've got my issues that I'm working with. Mm. So I talk about, like, it's a, I just write about the whole experience of, of that and all the emotions I had around it. But I think it's important for all of us have a role and we can, we can contribute to changing the culture around money. And I, I want to do that personally from my position. Cause I think I, I have the ability to move the needle uh, on that front by sort of stepping up. Well, I love that. And, and I, I hope our listeners are going to look for that. And, and maybe by the time we publish the, the, the conversation uh, that it'll be online and we'll be able to point people in that yeah. direction. And, maybe even socially mediated a wee bit for you as well. I think that's really cool. I think there's, there's, there's humility in that there's transparency in that. And I think that's for me, you know, I often reflect back on my conversations on face to face uh, with folks and think, you know, what did we talk about today? And and there's always threads mm -hmm. and there's always tangents, but there's still this series of dots that are connected. Right. And, and for me, the, the, there's, there's a practicality to this for sure of that burn rate, sitting down, getting some numbers on the page, helping to bring that temperature down hopefully that right that emotional response uh, temperature down mm -hmm. and and then the idea of building community and commiserating with others i think is uh, an amazing amazing thing hey um do you know that i um my father died and i still couldn't tell you how much money he made yeah. uh annually that's the that was the culture i grew up in yeah. right he just didn't talk about money period Right. That and a lot of other things, too. But but money was definitely taboo. You're right. It's uh, it's uh, really interesting how that how that plays out. Um, just asking, um, have you got any gold buried in the backyard? I do not. Oh, come on. No, I'm, uh, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, well, my portfolio is, is fairly uh, diversified. I, I well, <laughs> actually not not actually all that diversified. I, I it's all equities and I don't own any fixed income or 
or gold bullion. I've had bullion in my portfolio in very small amounts in the past. And right, I just right. Don't. But nothing ever buried in the backyard. No, no, no. unfortunately not. Hopefully nothing's buried yeah. in the backyard that I don't know about. <laughs> hope That's a mix. That could be a, yeah, that could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> that could be, yeah, it sure could. Pretty more yeah. than <laughs> David, thank, thanks so much for your time today, man. I feel honestly, I love, I so love these these guests uh, and friendships and, and the relationships that I've developed over the years with folks yeah, where I've, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. There's so much more to talk about and and I'll look forward to part two down the road. Um, love it. And, and thanks, man. be well, stay safe. We've been talking with David O'Leary. He is, uh, the can I say the principal? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. At, yeah. Uh, at Kind Wealth. That is Kind, K-I-N-D, Wealth. Dot ca david thank you so much for your time oh today. i really appreciate it it's always a pleasure man and uh looking forward to uh doing it again sometime same hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.